Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You're in tape. Son. so well to shift it out of the way to wrong foot Newcastle and get the shot away but Dubravka has got to stop that it's Adam you know well they miss him when he's not here they prize him when he comes home hello there guys and welcome back to the last word on Spurs we're talking about a late sonny win against Newcastle to see us on our way to yet another three points in the Premier League Helping me dissect the next hour, delighted to have on the show Ian Gunn. Ian, how are you? Yeah, very well, mate. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me back on. No problem. The pleasure is all ours. Joining Ian, of course, we've got Jason McGovern back on the show. Jace, how are you keeping? No Kane and win again. That's, that's, that's the normal thing, mate. Oh, I like that, Jace. You've been working on that, haven't you? <laughs> Joining Jason and Ian for this show, we're delighted to also hand out a debut for this one. Pleased to have on the show Darren Altman, a voiceover artist and impressionist. Darren, great to have you on the show. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honour. Thank oh, you. Pleasure is all ours, Darren. Finally, great to get you on the show. Well, listen, let's get straight into the weekend's action on Saturday, which saw Spurs beat Newcastle late on. So, Chase, let me start with you because three matches in a row won with patience and a little bit of help this time from Debravka. It's two in two for Sonny since returning. And a goal and assist for Lorente in those two games. What did you make of that win, Jace? The actual game, I thought, was more or less as we more or less predicted on the old Love Sports show. It was just grim for much of it, wasn't it? With Newcastle just getting everyone behind the ball and just looking for the odd isolated break. And we, we thought that's how it would be. We'd have to show a lot of patience and, we'd you know, just keep going and, and try and keep calm throughout. And uh, we come up with a late winner, really, for the third game in a row. And I thought overall we deserved it. You know, we weren't at our fluent best, but... When you look at Lucas Moura's header early on, would have would have given us that great start, wouldn't it? And put us 1-0 up early on and might have changed the pattern. And then Lamella hit a post or hit the bar and Ericsson had a couple of efforts cleared off the line. So I thought overall 
we deserved to to win the game and uh, just relieved to get the three points. And it was a, a big big win against lots of character, mate. Yeah, most certainly we'll have to agree with that one. Darren, Maurizio Pochettino spurs despite all the adversity, having to play every single game away from home, the multiple injuries which we always bring up, and not to have made a single signing for two consecutive windows, still finding a way to win. I mean, this Spurs side, they just never simply give up, do they, Darren? It's unspursy, isn't it? It's so unspursy. Well, it's it's bizarre. I'm not used to seeing, you know, Spurs play like this. Where we, uh, it's like like you said, uh, there's a, there's a pattern emerging where we we do bugger all for uh, 45 minutes and then we suddenly you know get our armour on and it's gung ho and uh, we start to play in the second half and um, you know we would have lost all the last you know those the, those last sort of minute goals that we've scored in the last uh, three games. We'd have lost them seasons ago, you know. We'd have, we'd have buried our heads, we'd have put our heads in the sand, and um, and got battered. But uh, we're digging the results out. It's it's. Uh, I mean, listen, it's it's no good for the nerves, and it's certainly no good for my nails. But it's unbelievable the the fortitude and the steel that that is that's embodied in these in this Spurs team. It's uh, it's it's quite weird watching them. And you know, like um, Jason was saying, you know, when you've got eleven men behind the ball all playing for uh, a point, um, you know, to, 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 to have the patience, uh, you know, to keep playing, keep playing, and just know that, you know, whether it's the 90th minute or the 93rd minute, as in Winx's case, you know, um, uh, against uh, Wolves, you know, we'll, we'll do it. We do. Ian, Darren's alluded to it there, you know, the Fulham winner in the 90th minute, Watford in the 87th minute, now Newcastle in the 83rd minute, three late wins in the Premier League, Spurs now with the most points gained, in the last 10 minutes in the Premier League, when you compare all the other clubs there, I mean, like we said, never giving up. And it's just the spirit that Pochettino is embedded and embraced in all these players. It is. And it's um, and th- this is going to shock a lot of people because I don't normally do stats. But, you know, you, you look at it and we've... Have a guess how many, ga- how many games we've won by the odd goal in those 19 games that we've won. Anybody want to hazard well, a I guess? already know the answer because you told me off air. But, chaps, do you want to fancy a guess? What was that? Say so that's again, Ian. How many how many games are the nineteen that we've won? Have we won by the odd goal? God, sixteen. We reckon, Darren. Any of that? Uh, I'd, say, I'd say fifteen. You're not far wrong. It's I've worked out. It's eleven in the Premier League, which is still incredible, isn't it? Won by the odd goal. Mm. You know, mm. so there, I think there's been six. Six of them have been one nil. Four of them in two one, and we had a we had a a three two win away at Wolves. At Wolves, yeah. You know, a while ago, and you know, and as and as Darren said earlier on on his opening bit, you're very unspursy, you know, to to grind out these results, and you know, and, and I think it's you know, and, and dare I say it, I think that we we might we might have turned a bit of a corner when it comes to being able to to grind out result and and applying, you know, what what. Jason's always said on these podcasts a little bit of game craft. Even, mm. even our even our ball boys are starting to show a bit of, ball, a bit of game craft. So uh, good on them. So yeah, indeed. I was really 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 pleased. But by Christ, the last three games that I've been to, my God, hasn't it been cold? Oh, I've been now by as well, Ian. It's not been oh, ideal for the nails either, like Darren said. Uh, my, my marrow bone is frozen, and I've got no nails <laughs> left. So um, happy day. Ian, sticking with yourself. We've got a load of questions in this week, guys. Can I just say a massive thank you again? Over, I think, 40 questions this week. So we can't thank you enough. As always, we try and get through as many as we possibly can. So, Ian, this one is in from Henrik Longren, who says, 
Winning late again is great, but would you agree that we seem to struggle to put away our chances? Question mark. Because we easily scored three or four against Newcastle. Our performances lately have been good in the league, but we seem to lack ruthlessness in front of goal. Interested to hear your thoughts on that. That's an excellent question from Henrik. Um, we were saying it in on the game at the game on um, at the weekend. You know, we we, we sometimes lacked a bit of penetration, and 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 whilst it's it's great to to, to, to get to the you know the 82nd 83rd 87th 93rd minutes and 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 score and you know score the winner you know I, I agree about the nerves you know it's 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 one of those things where we have to show a little bit more of a little bit more penetration although you know at some stage we we, we were you know trying to break down a very resolute Newcastle defense and and, and sometimes you know, you know, we we have to be a little bit more more efficient in front of goal. But you know, I'll I'll, I'll stick with the results as long as um, as long as we're getting three points and and we're uh, we're we're um, you know plodding on in the leagues. But uh, yeah, great question, Henrik. I was just going to say, in fairness to that as well, let's be fair that, that two of those wins we've had to come from behind as well. So it's not like yeah. we've won those those two one nil. We've had to. Uh, you know, we had to come from behind at Fulham and we had to come from behind in midweek against Watford. So, you know, full credit to the players for doing that. Bear in mind on that, Jace, Reggie Moore says, do you see us going all the way? Next two games are winnable and we go head-to-head with both Man City and Liverpool. Is it in our hands to win this title? You, uh, what have I said all season? All I worry about is Leicester City on Sunday. That's the only game I'm I'm looking at. I don't don't care what happens in the other fourteen at the moment. It, you know, beat Leicester, and then then you worry about it. If you don't beat Leicester, it's it's an irrelevant question. So just just concept. I mean, you know, haven't we learned? We mm. we said we we got everyone got angry that we weren't being included in the race. We played Wolves at home and we lost three one. Tottenham win every single game between now and the end of the season. We might be in with a chance, but even then, we need Liverpool to at least slip up on on what one other occasion as well as us going to Anfield and winning. So let's just beat beat Leicester on Sunday and then, you know, let, let concentrate then on the next game, which is what Burnley after that. Mm. Darren, Tyler Wittek says, is, is it, give us your opinion on this one. He says, is it going to take 30 wins to, to win the league? Given the team doesn't draw, is it actually possible with only Champions League left as extra matches? Is it doable, Darren? Wow, um, there's a question. I mean, if we keep this this mentality, this sort of never say die attitude. I mean, you you know, plus we got we got Delhi coming back and and Harry on the um, uh, on the hopefully the 16th of March, if not sooner. I mean, if we can if we can grind out these results as we're doing with uh, you know without our star players, as it were, um, and, a, and a sort of makeshift team, then then you know get them back, get everyone gelling again, and and who knows? I mean, I don't want to take tempt fate, but um, you know, you, like it's been said, you know, you don't want to sort of uh, look look to other teams, really. You've got, you've got to look within and see what we can do. And, I mean, if, if, as long as we keep this attitude up, keep this sort of really mentally... It's, it's got to do the players, you know, the no, no end of good, you know, coming off the back of a like an 89th or 90th minute winner. It's really got to say something for, you know, the, the spirit of the, of the team. And and like we said, you know, just repeating myself, but you know, in days of, of days of yore, we would have thrown in the towel. But we're not doing it now. So, you know, all these games. <laughs> excuse me, Leicester at home. They're very very hot and cold. They yeah. um, I've took took the liberty of of uh, sort of looking at uh, what they've been doing. They lost to Man U. They drew with Liverpool. Lost to Wolves. Lost to Southampton. Lost to Newport, and then beat Everton away. <laughs> 
So they're 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 hot and cold. They don't know what they're doing. And Burnley, that's winnable. You know, I mean, why not? Why not? There you go. Why not, says Darren? Why not? Now, just to bring it on to the team selection for the game, we saw Sonny was past fit to start for Spurs, while Lucas Moura was recalled to the team following his impact against Watford on Wednesday evening. Lorente dropped to the bench despite his late winner midweek with Rose, Dyer and Wanyama amongst the substitutes. Now, question here, Ian. This is from... Dave Ellis, who says, why do we doubt Pochettino and his team selections? He knows what he's doing. Why do we all think we know best? Well, it's a joys of, <laughs> I think that's the joys of being a football fan, isn't it? You know, like, aren't we all, aren't we all secretly the, the, the best sort of like player that in our own sort of like Ed's position? And, you know, aren't we the best, aren't we the best managers that, 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 that football, you know, that football manager can buy. You know, it, it, it's all part and parcel of, of 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 being a football fan. You know, I, I can sit there and uh, at Wembley, and it, and it can get to like the fifty fifth minute, and I can think to myself, you know, we need to make the change here. You know, we need to bring X on, and we need to take Y off. You know, and but at the end of the day, what I think in the grand scheme of things is irrelevant, and 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 I think that. We, 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 you know, we, we have to rely on the manager. The manager sees the player every day. He knows what, what they've got left in the tank. He knows what they can do in, 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 in some of the subtle changes that he brings to the, that he brings to the, to the way we play. So um, I agree with Dave, you know, let, let, let the manager do what the manager sort of like um, is, is paid to do because, you know, if, 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 if we look at his last, you know, three or four press conferences, then it then it then it's sort of like apparent that, that the man's a genius. So let him carry on. I think he's getting a bit pissed off with this line of questioning as well, because Jonathan Pierce said to him uh, at the end of the game, you know, he said, you, you know, you, Lorente scores the winner, um, and then you put him on the bench. Why didn't you start with him? And he and he obviously, you know, he sort of exhaled and said, listen. I just don't get why why the, the media keep on obsessing about this. You know, he said, as far as I'm concerned, I think he's played like three out of the last four games. He's tired. Um, and and he's, he's all about rotation, um, and he said he doesn't he doesn't appreciate being questioned in his tactics all the time. He says you know and um, and like's been said you know you got to hand it to him you know the the substitutions um, as we saw again yesterday is magic you know. <laughs> I would also say Rick. I mean, in fairness, we've all won more trophies than he has because you know we've we've all played football manager. That's it. We've all won the Champions there League. You go. And we've all taken Barnet into the Premier League, and we've gone on to FIFA, <laughs> and we've we've won the Premier League eight times in a row, and we've we've bought you know spent millions and things. So we all know better than him because we've got proven records. There you go on a on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Jase, on this subject, JP72. I know you kind of had a chat with him off. Twitter about this already, but he says, "When will the fans start believing in what the club is doing?" They won't. They won't. Some of us do. Some of us do. But you know, until we, until we do get a trophy. In fact, probably until we get seventy-five trophies. You know, there, there'll still be some people complaining that we've only won seventy-one of them. So, <laughs> you know, that's just just the the, the the way it is. I think. It, <laughs> Let's be fair. The, the way to get the critics off your back is to is to go ahead and, and win things. And if it's not this year, then it, you know, we have to do it all again next year. But until we do start winning trophies, those critics will be there. But as I say, you know, if we won the next twenty five FA Cups in a row, they'll be saying, why haven't we won 
25 Carling Cups as well as 25 FA Cups. And, and that's just the, just the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Now, Jace, another question here. This is from Brad O'Neill. More of a statement, really. He says, only four points behind at present. Obviously, we're recording on Monday evening here, so things could change. They don't underestimate the bonus of never drawing. Now, interestingly, on that never drawing comment he makes there, fabulous stat came out today, which I'm not sure if you've seen, Jace, that Spurs have already won as many yeah. Premier League games this season, 19, as they did throughout the campaign in which Leicester City won the title, which is a staggering stat about how these late wins were getting. It really does make the difference, Jace. Of course it does, but of course the the critics immediately, I think, immediately put that jumped out, and they said you've also already lost as many games as you did that season as well. So, but for sure, you know, it, it's the, the three points we keep picking up is the valuable thing, and thirty wins and eight defeats gives you ninety points. So, I still personally, I don't think thirty wins will be enough to win the league this year if we don't get a draw. But um, no, full credit to the players. You know, the the key thing for me is that we we have players missing. At a, at a crucial stage of the season, and yet we've we've picked up nine points out of nine. And like I've said, that despite that that squad depth, and despite the fact Lorente maybe isn't the player that everyone wants, and he's limited, and he's not this, and you know he hasn't got the silky skills. Last week we picked up six points, and he made two major contributions to picking up six points. And if we'd have had Neymar in the side, we could have still only got six points, can't we? So, you know, it, it, it's that. The players that are coming in, whether you like them or not, whether you think they're good enough, whether you think we could get better, the fact is they're doing the job and delivering the three points. And that's that's all you can hope for. Well, just on Lorenzo, you said there now, he's now contributed seven goals in his last eight appearances for Spurs in all competitions. That's five goals, two assists. He's now provided back-to-back assists for the first time since March 2008. And that was when he was playing for Athletic Bilbao. So that just tells you, you know, the impact he's having on this Spurs side. We've had a load of questions on Jan Vertonghen, who put a fabulous cross in early on, which Lamella headed against the bar. Just on Vertonghen, I'm going to ask you, Ian. This is from Life of Tai. Did the Vertonghen at left-back experiment work? Thought his crossing was fantastic. Ian, thoughts on that one? Totally agree with the crossing. I was sat, I was sat at half-time and I was thinking, I went over and chatted to my mate and I went, Jesus Christ, they're the best best bits of crossing I've seen all season. You know, <laughs> they, they were. And then, blow me down, we brought Llorente on and we stopped crossing the ball. What's and it that was about? Like, but, yeah, what's... But, but having said that, having said that, you know, you look at it and and he gives, and, and in doing that, he enabled us to sort of like open up some space because they ended up putting two on Llorente and, and it just provided us that little bit of space. But, you know, going back to, to, to Jan Vertong at the left back, I thought he was majestic. Mm-hmm. I thought he was like, he was, he was, he was, it was probably the best left back performance I've seen from a Spurs fullback since, you know, Danny Rose was in his pom. Was it 15, 16 season? Well, I might I just, say I just Chelsea this he... season in the second yeah, leg of yeah. the cup. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I say for me, Danny Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just thought, I just thought, Jan Vertonghen's performance on, you know, that 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 first half as as, as an out and out left back was absolutely phenomenal. You know, you know, a real real masterstroke from 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 Pochettino there, definitely. The irony of that is, how many people said Vertonghen was our best left back? were tweeting 20 minutes before that, where's Danny Rose? <laughs> and that shows you, isn't it? It goes back to the old thing of when, when are we going to trust our manager to make the right decisions? 
Mm-hmm. Marauding runs down the left-hand side. He was playing so high up the pitch. I thought he was going to have a nosebleed, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was a, like you say, it's a master stroke. You know, to see him, to see him running down and beating players and crossing, you know, pinging balls was wonderful. Well, just on Yanyo, this is from Brooks Jones eight, which says, "How good was Yan sending those balls in from the left-hand side?" I mean, he looked truly class out at the left-back spot, and I have to agree with that. Now, Jace, Kevin at KJC2287 says, should Yan get more games at left-back? His service was sublime. <laughs> like I said, every single person that saw him in the team at left-back was tweeting, where's Danny Rose? Well, and well, everyone's I'm been saying, you, where's Danny Rose? Let you me know, ask you, are you, do you, would you like to see him at left-back more often? I think it's just one of those, depends on the opponents and things like that, mate. It's. Um, I think perhaps if you had a, a, a quicker... Left, a quicker right-sided player going up against him, and and they were going to really come at us. Then I'd probably I'd probably want Danny Rose there or something. But you know, horses for courses. If, if I've, you know what I've always said about the team, I'll go with whatever team Pochettino picks because he's the one that's worked on the tactics. He's the one that's seen the fitness. He knows better than me. Not many people would say they do, though, Jace, for you. They love. They seem to love you as the oracle. <laughs> let me let me stick with you, Jace, because Lamella floated in a lovely cross in that first half, which Lucas arrived unmarked onside, but headed wide from six yards. Load of questions in on Lucas. So let's pick this one out. This is from, let me come to it here, from LD at Uncorrupted Souls. It says, how do we get more in, input or output from Lucas Mora? He seems to always be on the periphery of games, either chasing shadows up front in a vain effort to win the ball back, or out on the left-hand flank in brackets, he's more suited to the right, or up front with no ball to feet service. Do you agree, Jace? It's been a, a difficult season for him, hasn't it? He started the season off really well when, let's be fair, Sonny looked a shadow of the player he does now, and then Sonny went to the old, uh, the origin, the first Asian tournament, came back, Again, was very quiet, and we relied on Lucas Moura in those those early months of the season. Let's be fair about it. But since since Sonny's you know really hit top form, then it's been difficult for him to get a run of games. I think that's you know like like all players, I think they play better on a run. Um, I think Alistair Gold put out a, a, a tweet in the week that said, you know, how would you rate Lucas Moura's season? And I'd, I'd rate it in a, in a similar way, exactly the same as Sonny's first full season. Mm, There's been signs of really good stuff. There's been signs of inconsistency. He's, he's had, when he's had, he's had a few quiet games where you think you, you can't quite see what he's trying to do. But um, I think it's just a question of him, you know, give him time. We, we gave Sonny the, the second and the third and what we are now into the fourth season and maybe Lucas Mora just needs that. That's it's, a, it's still more adjustment time. That's a great point you make there, Jace, because in Sonny's first season, let's not forget about it, he maybe wanted to go, he wanted to leave the club and put it in a look yeah. to stay. And we are going to come to Sonny in a bit later in the show, but you know, you made a fabulous point that with, with Mora, it's very similar to Sonny's first season. You can see there's, you know, there's the gameplay there. We saw against Man United where he took defenders to town. But there has been games where he's been less effective. Now, we've got more questions, I said, on Mora. So, let's ask Darren this one. This is from Andy at Coy's YYZ, who says, Should Mora stick to a super sub role? His pace is electric when it comes on late against a tight defence, but never seems as effective in a starting role. Darren, do you agree? That's an interesting point. Um, yeah, he reminded me of... Oh, God, his name's gone straight out of my head. Who's the, the young guy that we sold to a uh, German club? who used to run around like a blue-ass fly. Holtby. Um, Holtby. Holtby, thank really? you very much. It reminds me of Lewis Holtby, yeah, just in his that tenacity. But sometimes you think, what the bloody hell are you doing? Just run, running around. I, I think I agree. I think that he, um, 
he needs to settle in. He needs some. He needs to find who he is uh, in the team uh, and his role. Um, I think uh, it's an interesting point. He's certainly got pace. Maybe a super sub come on and frighten the crap out of defenders. Um, yeah, he's he's blown hot and cold, isn't he? Um, I, I I think I, I agree with the guys. I think he needs to uh, find who he is, find his role in the team. I think he's still. I don't think you can fire on all four cylinders from the get-go. I think it takes time to find out who you are and where you know the best p- position you want to play in. And I just think, yeah, that he is—he has got a bit of the sort of headless chicken about him at the, uh, the moment. And um, you know, after that misheader, hopefully he won't—he'll uh, be too down, and he'll just carry on and pick himself up. Yeah, now we've also spoke about Lamella because he had a great chance where he headed against the crossbar. And again, Ian, it seems to feel like the Lamella critics are out in force. He hasn't been, you know on a great run recently. We have to bear in mind he has also come back from an injury where before that people were saying this could be his breakthrough season. This was going to be the season he was going to come alive. We saw you know, late goals from Lamella, big important goals. Loads more questions in, guys. So let's try and go through some of these ones. Ian, this is from Joe. I'd like your take on Lamella. I know he's just come back from injury, but he's supposed to be entering his prime. And I just wonder, is this as good as it's going to get from him as a player? Like you say, it's, it's Lamella's turn this week. We can just turn up to, to, to see a game. And if he's picked in a position, as, as Jason has said by the manager, you know, we, we expect him to go out and deliver. You know, I, I, you know, he, he, you know he, he, we didn't buy him for his, for his heading ability, but he got his head on the ball and, <laughs> and, and he managed to, to strike the frame with a goal. So, I don't know. I just, I just don't know what sometimes our, our fan base wants from our players. You know, ten out of ten every week, Ian. No mistakes, nothing. <laughs> I know, I know, and uh, you know, and, and I, and I thought what I liked about Lamella's performance on on at the weekend was the fact that you know that he was you know he wanted the ball, you know he wanted to be almost like the playmaker, you know he he he, he had that he had that that get up and go to to get the ball and to drive forward with it, you know, and you know, and and, and I'm I'm thinking, you know, what else do we want from from from, from our midfield? You know, and it's like, you know, is, is, is it as good as we're ever going to get? As I said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All I can see is that is that there is a player out there who, who, who comes on. Everybody likes the fact that, you know, when, when, he, when he applies, he's, 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 he's A-grade shithousery. You know, everybody, <laughs> everybody loves him to bits. And, it's true, it's true. You know, and, and, I, and I just, you know, and I just think, you know, whilst fans out there and, he's, and he, he seems to he seems to die for the, you know he seems to put his, his his heart and soul in when he's wearing our shirt and and that's all I want from a, from one of our players mm. we are recording a year to the same day where Lamella caused the biggest uproar on Twitter in his existence where he won that penalty at Anfield let's not forget but Jace come on let's have your views on Lamella because we've discussed you know when's this breakthrough season going to come is this going to finally be the season Vish Uni says Lamella's hardly been affected for a long time do you agree, Jason? Mm. <clears throat> well, for me, it, I've always wanted, I suppose, that little bit more from him. I think you can see there's almost a flash in every single game where you see what what the talent in Eric Lamella is. I just have always felt that we don't see it enough and we rarely see it for 90 minutes. And, you know, I want to go away and, and remember six or seven things Eric Lamella does in a game rather than, than one or two. He's, he's certainly one of those that probably come the summer... 
I would look at and think if we're going to, you know, rejuvenate the squad in and around the genuine first team players rather than the Uncudus, but amongst the what I would call the the core group of the 16, 17, 18 players, he's definitely one that I think, you know, maybe it is time to to move on from Eric Lamera, particularly when you have the injury problems. So you know you're you're never quite going to get that run of eight games in a row from him, are you? And I think in so I think like every player, it, if you can get seven, eight, nine games in a row, it, it did not show up in your performances. You know, we've seen that from Musa Sissoko more than anyone this it's year, true. haven't we? Yeah. Where, where he's been able to get, and we've just said about Lucas Lamora, it's, it's, you know, he needs to get in that real run of games. And Sonny was in and out of the team earlier in the year. Then he gets into a run of games and you, you see the benefits. So I think that's what Lamella needs, but his fitness levels perhaps will never allow that to happen. And so I think you're always going to get inconsistency from him. Darren, where do you stand, Eric Lamella? Let's not forget Spurs did give him a new contract only in the summer. Do you still feel he's got a future beyond this summer for Spurs? I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with what the guys have been saying. I think he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's, he's, he, he really wants to do his best for the club. And, uh, you know, he's, not, he's, he's never lazy. He's, he's always up and at it. And, um, yeah, it can be frustrating. But, no, I'm, I'm a fan. I... I I'd keep him, and I think sometimes, you know, when he comes on as a, as a sub, I think he, he genuinely causes havoc, and uh, I, I think he's great. Jace, I want to come back round to yourself, because paying whatever he wants. Now, for any of our new listeners, paying whatever he wants is the reference that Jason uses all the time when he refers to Toby Adoviro. It's when you're sitting there, and you're listening to our Thursday night show on Love Sport Live, and you're thinking, pay him what he wants... Who's he talking about? Well, Jason's talking about Toby Adeverold, and the reason why I'm going to bring it up, Jason, to speak about this is because a big little for Spurs in that first half, because Yedlin floated in a wonderful cross, Rondon unmarked, you would say Adeverold should have had his man, and headed against the far post chase. Now, if that goes in, it could well and truly have been a different game. It could have been, and, and yet again, it, it shows the, the weakness in his game, you know. When I say paying whatever he wants, and people... I, I don't like Toby and because I'd have said I'd have let him go in the summer they think I don't like Toby I do like Toby I think he's a brilliant defender but there is a real weakness in the air for Toby and, and, and it's strange because everything else about his game is so good but when everyone says you know pay him whatever he wants and you should pay him what Van Dyke gets well Van Dyke doesn't make anywhere near those mistakes in the air that Toby does but it was a big let off for us um, and we said, didn't we, Rondon was there was always going to be their only threat to us, wasn't it? You know, could he out-muscle Davinson Sanchez? And I actually thought Davinson Sanchez did pretty well against him most of the time when it was the shoulder-to-shoulder stuff because that's that has actually been Davinson Sanchez's weakness. But, you know, they, they he got free. Of, uh, he got free of Toby, peeled off the back of him, and it was a, a relative header. And let's be fair, Hugo had given it up, hadn't he? It was, you know, it was past, past him, Hugo. It? So, yeah. yeah, it was 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 uh, one bit of of fortune on the game. But you know, you, you cancel you cancel that out with Lamella hitting the hitting the bar in the first half, and that that goal line clearance off of Ericsson that you know saved them as well. So it it wasn't too costly an error, but it's still an, a part of his game that I think he you know he, there is a weakness with Toby in the air. George, you mentioned one man there, Sanchez, and I thought we had an absolutely tremendous game. I really mm. do think he was wonderful. And Ian, you know, we're talking about a guy here that, for me, I think he's one of the most naturally gifted ball plan defenders for his age. Given time to develop, I think there's going to be no doubt about it. He's going to be top class. And for me, on the day, he done such a good job against Rondon because Newcastle sat deep with that 5-4-1 system. Newcastle's main hope of that was getting outrested on Rondon, winning a high ball and humbling up the play. But to be fair to Sanchez, as Jay said, he stood up really well to Rondon, didn't he? You know, out with um, 
Winks and um, and Sonny. I think they, he was the you know one of the one of the top three performers on on the day um, against against Newcastle. You know his, his pace was was first rate, and he had a had a little um, a little shoulder to shoulder in the first half. You know down at the the far end from where I sat, and he didn't shirk out of it. You know, and Rondon's a bit of a you know can be a bit of a handful. When he wants to be, well, and he's, I just he's caused us problems um, in the passing, hasn't he, Rondon? He has, he's, he's been a difficult he has, opponent for us to play against. Yeah, yeah, I've, he has. He has been a right handful for us, and and as I said, I thought I thought that um, you know maybe we're 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 sort of like you know developing you know de- developing centres to be uh, paying what he wants <laughs> replacement. <laughs> what Mark two? Know, maybe Mark two. <laughs> yeah, dear, oh dear. He, he, he can hit a ball though. And, well, there and, you go. You know, so you know, maybe may, maybe there is a a, a, a little uh, a gem there for sure. Agreed. We, he's a fantastic are gonna, player. Are we going to rename Sanchez? Pay him half of whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> well, paying him whatever he wants. Let's ask this question to Darren. We got one in here about Sanchez from Blah Blah Blanken. Thank you for that one, Davinson Sanchez. He says his speed and strength is very important to stop opponents counterattacking. Good performance. Do you agree, Darren? Yeah, I think uh, he's one that's definitely talking about people coming into their, you know, knowing who they are and coming into a role. And I think he's proved himself to be uh, uh, worthy of his place. Yeah, and he's got great distribution. Like you said, he's he's not afraid to uh, get stuck in and uh, make his presence felt. And I think he's he's very neat and tidy. I I like him. Okay, so should we go on to about the man of the moment now? We've been building up to this as a crescendo, but Hummin Son, just to discuss this goal now, Lorente, Jace, heavily involved, like on the Wednesday night, chested the ball down to Sonny. His strike is straight at the Brav Cup, but it somehow beats the keeper. Bad error, but we won't care, Jace. No, uh, we certainly got the break that we needed, didn't he? And Dubravka has been an excellent goalkeeper That's, for them. Yeah. I, I can't think I've seen him make a mistake since he signed for them over a year ago. Go or around about a year ago, he's been a fantastic guy for them. So, and he should have done a hell of a lot better with it, shouldn't he? But you know, we we worked the goal. And as I said, I thought over the ninety minutes we deserved that that little break to go our way. But Sonny again, he was, you know, his constant energy, wasn't it? And it, it has been a difficult time for him. I, I can promise you that it's been a difficult time for him. When I see some of the reaction from his own country and things, so he has taken a lot of the brunt of the criticism for Korea. But uh, to show the character he's come back this week, obviously the players have, have been delighted to see him. And, they, they've, you know, he's got the, the arm around the shoulder treatment. But he's, he's been fantastic for us this week. He really has. And he's, he's been the catalyst for the two winners. And, you know, sometimes leadership qualities, it's not just about bollocking people and being vocal with it. It's, it's standing up and taking responsibility when you really need somebody to do it. And let's be fair, Sonny's shown that twice this week. And an absolute, you know, a, a gem of a player for us. What, what do you mean? What stick has he been getting? I've, I've, I've missed this. In, in his own country, because, you know, he's gone to a tournament as people forget here. He's not just Korea's best player. He is the continent's best player. So, you know, it, it's, it's like people, South Americans would look to Messi and Neymar to, to light up a tournament. And Asia looks to Sonny to light up a tournament. So right. he's, gone, he's gone there and he's played three games. He hasn't scored. And Korea have dipped out at the quarterfinal stage in a disappointing manner. So, of course, as the right. as the massive figure in that, that those criticisms come on to him. And I think because of the way Asia Asia is is kind of split between 
Arab Asia and Southeast Asia, if, if you see the, the, the differences between the two. So, you know, mm. when Brazil get knocked out, they don't want Argentina to win it, do they? It, it's a bit like that. But you'll tend to find they want that they'll want their own aside from their own region of Asia to win it if they can't themselves. And so, you right. know, when they've been knocked out, it's right. Let's let Sonny should go and do it for Korea. And he's, he's let he's let you know he's let his country down in, in that respect, and he's disappointed a hell of a lot of Asian fans. So it it will have been difficult, and obviously we don't see it because we mm. don't see that we we can't understand the language of their newspapers or anything. But he would have taken a lot of criticism on social media on, and 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 the written media and things like that as, as disappointing his country. Right, to be, interesting. To be fair, that timing, Jace, it couldn't have worked any better for Spurs. I know it's not going down well with South Korea, but to have him back for the games where he's come in and he's proved absolutely vital. He's now contributed to 15 goals in his last 14 games in the Premier League for Spurs. 10 goals, 5 assists. He's now just the ninth Spurs player to score 40 goals for the club in the Premier League era. Now, Darren, a whole host of questions on Sonny, but I put out the point of the weekend. I want to get your thoughts on it. Now... For me, I still think he's one of the most underrated players in the whole of the Premier League, across even Europe too. I mean, he plays the game with a smile, loves every second of it, and you just see every time he goes onto the field, the way he works so hard for this club. Now, the point that I'm well, coming back to me is saying that Rick is actually not underrated. People actually do start to rate him. They understand how good he is. Do you agree with that, Darren? Do you think he's now getting recognition from opposition supporters, pundits out there, as well as much Spurs fans bigging him up week upon week? Well, I've, I've, I mean, I hold my hands up. I've had a crush on on Sonny for, for quite a while now. I've got posters. I've got my Sonny rubber and, and my Sonny uh, uh, lunchbox. I, I've, I've been a fan of his for a while. I've, you know, I'm wearing my Sonny socks at the moment. Um, I, I've just think he's. It's the attitude and and it's the, you know, the handshakes with Delhi and Christian and the camaraderie. You know, they all love him. You know, and that was clear from from very early on. Um, and I think you're right. I think only the last. Uh, you know, little while, month or so, you know, when um, the media and everyone is starting to say, bloody hell, you know, who is he? But we know as Spurs fans that he's been incredible for a while now. Right foot, left foot, right side, left side, right foot cross, left foot cross. I mean, it's ridiculous. He, he never scores, scores the same goal twice. And um, I, I just hope and pray that we hold on to him. I just think that he will be an, an asset to us for, for Touchwood for, for years to come. And I, I would be a dark day if something were to, be, to happen to, uh, to that man, I, I can assure you. I just think his tenacity and his willingness to play for this team is just is unbelievable. I think he's a proper asset. And the triangle with, with Delhi and, and Sonny and uh, Ericsson, I just think that if we can keep that, that is going to be the key to our success for a while. I mean, you sound Son's price now. God knows what it's worth. I mean, he's tripled, probably quadrupled it. Ian, this is from Temet Noss, who says, How high should we rate Son? One of the top in England, Europe's top five leagues or the world? Question mark. He's a game changer, if not a financial changer, given the number of Korean fans at every game. I love this guy. He's right up there amongst Spurs' world-class stars, in my opinion, humble as well. Ian, I presume you're going to agree with that one. Yeah, to- totally. i tell you what. What gets me with Sonny, right? There are there are very few players that pl- either play for us or, or you know, play for other teams who who can get you out of your seat. And and I, and I find and, I, and maybe it's me or maybe I'm having to do it because everybody else is doing it. But I find myself when he gets the ball, I'm sort of like edging out of my seat. He's one of those players that 
that, that makes things happen. And I also would just like to say that you know you look at that the, the, the Watford game, and I'm you know, and, and I'm thinking he's flown back from from the tournament. How much work rate did that man put mm. in against Watford and, and and against Newcastle? There was there was a, a couple of occasions in in the um, uh, in, in the first half, I think it was. Yeah, the first half that he, he must have done. I'd, I'd love to know how many sprints he'd done <laughs> in that game because his work rate's phenomenal. He, he makes he must be an absolute joy to play. In, in the same team as he must be, you know, and, and like you said, he, he's got that he's got that effervescent sort of, you know, when when he smiles, it's almost like the old world smiles with him, you know, and, <laughs> and, 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 and 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 it's and it's one of those things where you think to yourself, you know, he, he is a definite game changer, you know, and 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 I and I I agree with with, with Darren, I think that. Um, you know, there's been very, you know, once a player goes, he goes. And and in my book, you know, I've been disappointed when other players have gone. But, you know, there will be a genuine sadness when mm. when we finally have to say cheerio to Sonny. Whether it's, whether it's, you know, he, he reti- hopefully he retires. I was about to say, how is that time here? Not, not any time in the near future. No, how long no, did he sign? His, how long did he sign for? Was his extension four years or something? Yeah. Yeah. Going back to what you said about him coming back and being knackered from the the Asian Cup, someone I think a reporter said to him, you know, he said, "You must be so tired, you know, like how, how have you got this energy?" And he just said, "It's not about me; it's about the club." That's I just oh, yeah. my my heart melted. <laughs> <laughs> Would well, you on Sonny? This is from Janet Elias, who says, "Is Sonny the most lovable guy at Spurs? Scores bangers, gives it his all, loves the club, and is always smiling." So I think Janet, we can safely say yes. But Jace, you know, Alan Shearer believes that Son should now be a contender to win Player of the Year. He says, "When you put in all the travelling added games into the mix." His performances, 10 Premier League goals in his last 12 games. He has to be amongst the five being considered, the five or six. Well, let's get to the end of the year first, you know, and, and let's see what happens. I mean, <laughs> we get this with chat. I mean, it's not just a chat about Sonny in that, is it? That, you know, players that are playing well in January get get talked about and then somebody else will, you know, I mean, let's be fair, if, if Harry Kane comes back and scores in 12 successive games and we end up nicking the league by a point, then, then we'll be saying, why isn't Harry Kane the, the, the player of the season? So, you know, let's, like I say, just one game at a time. Let's let Sonny do what he's doing, take the responsibility at the moment because he's an absolute joy and, and just, just let it go like that for the time being. But on, Jase, according to you, our shit shambolic club, if we bring Kane back in, we've got no chance of the league, have we? <laughs> well, no, because, you know, we, we win every game without him, it seems to be in the Premier League. What is it? 13 wins in 17 without him. So, you know, I'm a bit worried about Harry coming back. I think our, our Premier League fall might collapse in that case. Just keep him on the bench as a super sub, Jase, yeah? Yeah, we, we haven't lost a game that Harry Kane hasn't started, have we? <laughs> we haven't. No, we haven't. <laughs> there you go, all those 60 feet with Harry in the team. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Oh, Sorry, though. Matt, of love for this guy. Just incredible. When, like Darren said there, his post-match comments afterwards, he said, of course I'm tired, but I think the two games were very important with six points. We've had a great week. It was a difficult game, but we're very, very happy to get the six points from the week. So there you go, Sonny. Lots of love for him. Special, special player in the Spurs at the moment. Now, another guy I want to bring up from the weekend, because... In the last previous couple of weeks, he's had a winner against, as we saw, Fulham in the last minute. But Harry Winks, we're starting to see the best of Winks on his birthday. Great performance from him. And Ian, I'll start with you on Winks. This is from Anthony Hurd, who says, How good is Harry Winks? If he was Spanish, 
French, Italian, the media would be singing his praises so loudly. Because he's English and they only look at what he can't do rather than what he can, that's the reason why he sometimes gets the criticism that he does. It was the same with Glenn Hoddle. Apparently he couldn't head or tackle. Laughable. Oh, I, I don't know. Do we call him Wink Siesta? <laughs> well, no, no, no. no. In, all, in all seriousness, you know, he's our little metronome, isn't he? Mm. Trippy performance, wasn't it, at the weekend? What a great performance it, from Winksy. I, 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 you know, it, people that... I think people that sort of like don't get to see the games, whether it's whether it's live or or, or whether it's you know on on TV, you know you you you, you often fail to, to to notice how much work that that young man puts in for the for the for the squad. He's another one that's sort of like he's non-stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I did I think against Newcastle something stupid like hundred was it hundred and ten. 111 passes that is mental you know I, I go for i go for a whole season of competitive football and i'd be lucky to fucking do 100 passes in a whole season <laughs> do you know what i mean uh, the you gun's know? back and the gun's on form i I, and I just look at it and i just thought he, he, he was phenomenal you know and, and i know i know sonny got uh sonny got man of the match but mm. You know, I, 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 I won't, you know, I, I will say here and now, I voted for, for, for Winks because yeah. it, of, of what he brought to the to the team and, and his ability to sort of like glue, you know, glue the whole the whole side together. And what, what was he, 23, 22? Mental. Darren, he's certainly making that central midfield spot his own at the moment, isn't he? He didn't stop running. And what I love about Winksy, I've said it before on loads of shows, that he always seems to look for the forward pass, never sideways, always wants to go forward with the ball, which is so important if you're going to have a player that is playing that central attacking midfield role, wants to take you forward during the game. Yeah, and no, I completely agree. And um, to, to sort of echo what, what Jason said about um, I'm, I'm more than happy for Winks to go to go under the radar and for people just to look at him about our you know, cute little sort of young midfielder, a bit energetic. But, you know, we know as Spurs fans, like, you know, like Jason said, the effort and the, his attitude and like Sonny's work rate and just the willingness to make things happen. And he's not afraid to get stuck in, you know, some of the challenges, you know, he'll, he'll compete with the best of them in midfield. And uh, like you say, he's always looking for the forward pass, and he's, he's, he's our engine. You know, he's our metronome. That's a nice word as a, as a drummer. Great word. Yeah, he's our metronome, and um, and uh, yeah, completely. I know that you know when you got Alan Shearer on Match of the Day, you know, praising Sonny, you think, oh Christ, the words out. You know, but I'm perfectly happy for uh, for uh, you know for for Winks to sort of slip, ha- you know, to sort of slip happily under the radar when we know that he's another valuable, valuable player. He's been he's, he's been incredible. Mm. I think with Winksy as well, he's. I would say he's not a match of the day player. So, you know, if you're in the stadium and you actually watch it, you see mm. him. But unfortunately, match of the day fit in, you know, 10 games in the space of what, an hour and a half. So the time you have to put up with Shearer waffling on and, and Ian Wright <laughs> giggling or whatever, you know, you, you see a perhaps a, what, a, an eight to 10 minute highlight of the game. And Winks will rarely feature in that 10 highlight because he's not going to put one in the top corner or he's not going to hit a, a 60-yard pass or something. So you, you tend not to notice him on the highlights. But mm. if you've been to the stadium that day or you've you've watched the 90 minutes on a stream or something, you get to see, you know, the full picture of Harry Winks. And, and you know, much like we said about Sonny earlier with a number of sprints and that that's off the ball, sometimes you need to see all of that and the work that Harry Winks is constantly doing than just just watching a, an eight-minute highlight programme on BBC. 
Winks, yeah. Jace, back to him. Sahil Ahmed says he was absolutely immense during the game. Do you think Winks needed a break as he had to play so many games due to our injuries? Was there maybe a fear of burnout, potentially? Because he's actually come out, Winks, on Monday's... Uh, in Monday's news to say that, you know, he now feels so great that he's had the opportunity to play such a run of games. So maybe that's why now, Jace, he is finding his rhythm. Well, as, as we alluded to earlier with with various other players, didn't we? we said it about Lucas Moore, it's, it's getting a run of games that that's the key thing. And, you know, most of Harry Winks' problem with getting a run of games was down to, to injury. And, and we forget, I think that's still only his 28th Premier League start against Newcastle. So, you know, this is definitely how many has he played on a row now? What, seven, eight, nine, ten Premier League games in a row now, isn't it? So mm-hmm. we're getting the benefits of that. But yeah, he probably did need, he probably did need the rest in that, you know, for that. He didn't play Palace, did he? No, he didn't play against Palace, did he? No, no, no he, he didn't play he Palace. Didn't play no, it was no. Oliver Skip that played. That's right. Yes. So yeah, he probably he probably did benefit. You know, he played at. That Chelsea on the on the Thursday night, so I'm, you know he, he got the benefit of that rest. But you know, I think the other thing with Harry Winks is we've had to see him take a lot again. Another one that's had to take more responsibility of late because with Eric Dyer missing from the team and with with Wanyama constantly missing and with Musa Sissoko being what you call your your transition real box to box player, Harry Winks has had to keep an eye on on holding a little bit of solidity in the midfield as well. So. You know, he hasn't been able to do some of the things that everyone wants him to do because he's had a real role within the team to to make sure he matches. And, and it's full credit that he's he's doing that all the time. Now, Jace, before I get the panel's thoughts on Vincent Janssen, just to finish up on Newcastle, this is from Chris Rodber at Beefy1977, who says, with Spurs, do you think we're safe from relegation yet? Because 57 points <laughs> out of 25. Are, are we all right, Jace, for next season? <laughs> I think we are. And I tell you what, there was one other player that, <laughs> that copped a lot of flack from the Newcastle game was, was Christian Eriksen, who apparently has now become utterly poor and things like that. You oh know, Christian Eriksen had two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Christian Eriksen had two efforts cleared off the line, which, which conveniently forgets people. And I tell you what, one of Christian Eriksen's biggest contributions Sunday was blocking the shot from Rondon in the first half. Spot on. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. there? Because if he doesn't do that, we go 1-0 down at that point. So, mm. you know, it, it, and Christian Eriksen's getting flack for, oh, he's, he's a little bit quiet. But, you know, he's normally been able to spot the runs of Deli Alley, and he's nearly always had the runs of Kane. And those two players aren't making the runs for him. So naturally, Christian Eriksen's not going to produce as many balls in 90 minutes as he is when they're in the team. But, you know, again, to, to, to be calling his performances utterly poor and things is just ridiculous for me. He put the ball into um, Lorente, didn't he? It was Eriksen to Lorente and the chest to uh, Sonny. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he made the goal for Deli Alley at Fulham and things like that, didn't he? So, mm. no, we're not seeing the... the he's, he's in a... He's in a period of the season where he's not at his very best, but you know maybe there are, are reasons for that. With with some players in the team not being there, that he's, he's having to change his passing angles and things like that. But I thought on Saturday, no, he wasn't at his best, but he still made a huge contribution to that game for us. Mm. Jason, I'll ask you your thoughts on the Vincent Janssen situation. So just to bring fans up to date, on Friday, Podatino's press conference, he confirmed that Vincent Janssen will be given a Premier League squad number and will be back in his plans. Now, Jason, a complete U-turn from Maurizio because, you know, he was very adamant before the window was closing that there's not a future for Janssen. It was, a, you'd think, a chance for him to train and try and find a move which never materialised on deadline day. Now that he's going to come back into the squad... 
do I dare say, Jace, is there a potential of a Musa Sissoko transition turnaround here? Could he become one of the stars of the season? We're in February. There's still enough time to make a difference. What do you think, Jace? If I'm honest, no, I don't think. And I think it's... uh... It's, it's just taking up a squad place. You know, when, when he said he wasn't in his plans, what was that on January the 23rd? If he'd have had real regard for Vincent Jensen, he, he would have been he would have been thinking differently at that point. I, you know, I think we've seen when Lorente coming in, I think if if we need somebody to come off the bench with two or three minutes to go to change it, he'll still probably go Lorente's way rather than Vincent Jensen. But it may well be that come April, if we get into a certain situation that, and you're 4-0 up and he can score a goal which increases his price tag for, for next summer and the chance of a move next summer, we, we might take it then. But I'd be very surprised if we see more than, more than what, 20 minutes of football for Vincent Jensen between now and the end of the season. Now, I'm going to ask a man who's actually sat next to Vincent or even, or dare I say it, I think he's had a chat with him. Ian, I think he was one of the very last to see Vincent Jensen in person. So Kevin Bray wants to ask you, What's going on for Vincent Janssen for him to become such an outcast at Spurs? Can you give us your thoughts, Ian? I don't think he developed the way Pochettino wanted him to develop. Um, you know, and, and I think that whilst, you know, what I loved about Vincent Janssen, he was another one that, you know, he, he actually, his work rate was second to none. Um, he just never had the the breaks. And, and, as, and as we've said, you know, did, 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 I can't recall him ever having a, a ten-game run in the side no, to, 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 mm-hmm. to, to get himself up to speed. Um, I'm with Jason. I, I, I don't, I don't think we, we we'll see him. Um, you know, I, I think it, it didn't come as any surprise to me that that you've got an, an, an employee on your balance sheet. Um, so, what do you do with him? Do you do you do you sort of like keep him out in the cold or? Or do you get him fit and, and, and make him part of the first team squad in with, with, with an eye to perhaps, you know, getting a better price, as Jason said, you know, in, in the summer and making him a little bit more marketable to, 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 to get somebody in that you that you feel you can do, you know, to, can, can do things with. It's a shame, you know, because, um, you know, he, he was a bit of a, a little bit of a cult following, you know, for him, you know, for him to have a flipping song about him after about three <laughs> games you know it's like it's like you, you you've made it in in the park lane um shelf side posse if you've got him in you know a song after you but in all seriousness i don't think we'll see him i, mm. I think you know he's got a squad number wasn't it it wasn't that the, the number that they sort of like allocated him at the, when he first came in i, I don't so, know yeah i'll be number nine yeah, it, if it's so. the case we'll yeah. see. strange comment wasn't there from pochettino that I don't know if he gave it to the pre-match or something like that. And he said, we discussed the issue with, with a number of the squad. Something like that he alluded to. And I thought, well, it seemed strange for, seemed a strange remark that he came out with as if, you know, perhaps there had been, I don't know, perhaps it alluded to there had been a, a, a problem with him or an attitude problem with him or something like that. But I mean, that's, that's pure, pure guesswork, but it just seemed a strange remark to say, he said, we discussed it as a club and we discussed it with the squad. And it, it, it just seemed a strange, strange kind of remark to make. Do you reckon that's, that's again, you know, Poch getting his English a bit, a bit no, it could be. With his team, because you know, he, you know, with, with, with Jesus and, 
and 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 Tony, the, you know Jimenez. They they there seems to be a real sort of, you know, it's a team effort, mm-hmm. you know, we, 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 and, and maybe it, it was it was he meant them. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be yeah, strange. It could be. It'd be strange. It'd be strange if you've talked about. It, it'll be like somebody talking about you know somebody in my team at work talking about me to my boss about <laughs> whether I, whether they want me to still be in the team or not. <laughs> that's, that's quite that's that's quite a bizarre sort of conversation to have, isn't it? Yeah, very what, strange. You what you mean you haven't got the message not to turn up tomorrow? I <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, I tell you what, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't turn it down if they said don't come in tomorrow. <laughs> Sarah, so let's get your thoughts on Vincent Janssen. This is from Mr. Pochettino at the Matboy, who says, can a fit Vincent Janssen add something different to drive this Spurs team on to a respectable finish in the Premier League? I mean, on that one, Darren, I'll let you answer that question, but I also have to add that, I actually feel a bit sorry for the player because he's come back from injury. For me, I reckon he's worked really hard to try and get himself back in the hope that he's going to get a move. It hasn't happened, hasn't materialised. I think you have to give the guy you know, a chance here, don't we? Well, I mean, we got him for seventeen million, didn't we? Mm. And I think he scored just one goal from from open play. Um, but you, maybe it's a you know what's what uh, what Poch is like. Maybe he um, he wants to bring him back into the fold and and um, and realizes you know what with Kane's injury that that uh, we do need backup in that position. And 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 he sees him as as a project. You know, he's he's not afraid to take people, young young players, and. Uh, and mould them and and, uh, and and get them to play as as as, as he wants and as he sees them uh, in 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 the in the team. So maybe he sees Vincent as you know bring him back. You know clearly we need um, a backup uh, if uh, God forbid something goes wrong again with Kane or Lorente. And um, he thinks that maybe he can he can mould Vincent and bring him on with twenty minutes to play and uh, and turn him into a player worth worth sticking at Spurs. I don't know. Mm, to to be honest, I don't. I mean, I, I, I hold my hands up. I really don't know much about him to, to pass judgment. Mm. You talk about projects, but this will probably be Pochettino's best one yet. The way he's transformed Sissoko, if he could do the same with Janssen, my God, that that would be simply incredible. You spoke about young players there, Darren and Jason. We've heard the news that Troy Parrott has signed his first professional deal with Spurs on his birthday. He says this is the best gift I could ever ask for. Delighted to sign my first professional contract at Spurs. Proud moment for me and my family. Now, Jace, is that a relief also? Because there was a concern over the summer that Spurs were really struggling to try and hold on to some of their young stars. And Troy Parrott, he's only 16. We have to bear that in mind perspective. Young player, looks like he's got a big, big future ahead of him, Jace. Yeah, it's nice to see to see him sign those those uh, contracts and things like that. But, um, you know, we've, we've had it, didn't we, with Rio Griffiths, who obviously moved on to Leon. We've had it with Marcus Edwards. So, you know, there's, there's lots of talent in the boy. We've all seen clips of him. We've all watched one or two of the underage games and things like that. But I think he's, you know, I, I still think he's probably right now behind Kaziah Sterling in, in the order that they see things for for next season. And that's why I think Kaziah Sterling has been sent out for first-team football and, and, and to hopefully get a... It was good to see him get 30 minutes of, of a debut for him. So hopefully it's just, just progresses, but... We should have learnt from the the excitement. Let's be fair; everyone was so so excited about Marcus Edwards, and that's that's been a, a sad story, hasn't it, since he made his debut? So, hopefully, Troy Parrott's, you know, will just get his head down, do the things that he needs to do, and and there's lots of time ahead for him. Mm. I've got some bad news for you personally, only Jace. This is all right for the rest of us. That Harry Kane has confirmed his ankle feels great. 
as he builds up to fitness. So it looks like Kane could be back earlier than expected, Jason. Sorry about oh, that. Don't, don't tell me he's going to cost us another league title, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Keep him away. We're winning oh, every game without him. Keep you him away the team. He's nowhere an oracle. Listen, he's not an oracle when he's talking like that. Darren, we've also heard some good news that Deli Ali has already begun outfield training work as the player steps up his rehabilitation in Dubai with the rest of the squad. Now, Podatino has given the players a couple of days extra off on the back of what's been quite a vigorous couple of weeks for Spurs. I say couple of weeks, it's, it's been games non-stop. So it's yeah. nice to have a free week ahead of Leicester now to come. Yeah, definitely. His, um, um, I've got uh, my best mate lives in New York and his business partner was in uh, the Bahamas. Okay. And he sent my friend uh, a text saying, I'm having uh, dinner at the restaurant and guess who's sitting next to me having dinner? Harry Kane. There you go. So he was in the Bahamas last week. Bit of uh, showbiz goss for you. There you go. It's not a bad life to live, is it? There you go. But, Could be uh, worse. Yeah, and uh, like we were saying, you know, all this, all this rotation, and everyone sort of saying, "Oh, why isn't he playing him? Why is he playing him? I wish he'd fucking play. Why is he playing?" Well, you know, because you're right, everyone's knackered. You know, mm. what with all the the cups, uh, you know, that shan't be talked about because we're not bloody no. in them. But um, you know, it's 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 back to back games. It's a real slog. It seemed like every other game on Sky and BT Sport was Spurs. Mm. So um, you know, trust Poch. Let them have a rest and. Um, in Poch, we trust, you know. I think we've only got, what, two games now in 22 days or something or between the the um, the uh, Newcastle game that was, was just played and I think, you know, it's, it's what, Leicester-Dortmund and then Burnley's, the, was it the 24th or something like that of February? So I think it worked out. 23rd we've actually of February, got yeah. 23rd of So I think we'd have had 20, 22 days or something with only two games and, and that rest period will, will have come at the perfect bit of time and hopefully that gives Delhi and Kane you know, it means they're not going to miss five or six more games or anything like that. And that, that Dortmund game is becoming a big date for both of them, isn't it? agree mm. with that. Ian, that's good news, isn't it, about Harry Kane there. He's personally confirmed his ankle feels great at the moment as he builds up to full fitness. And obviously, Delhi also now already beginning that outfield training work. Two positive notes there for Spurs. Well, of course they are. But, but, but you know, with, with my tongue firmly in my cheek, I'm <laughs> going to... I'm going to agree with Jason here. You know, you don't change a winning side, chaps. You know, and, and that's to be honest. You know, so you, you need to get that consistency. No, I'm joking. All right. Before before I get absolute pelters, um, you know, it, it, you know, again, football's a squad game, and it'd be good to have our, uh, you know, our full squad, you know, firing all cylinders. And yeah. I don't know about the players, but you know, having having been to all of the games over oh, the Christmas Ian. period and up to now, I, I, I could do. I could do with a bloody rest. You know, <laughs> it's just like Jesus Christ. You know, get getting back, getting back from bloody Tranmere at three o'clock in the morning ain't no fun, boys. I mean, that's that surprising no they didn't offer you the opportunity to go to Dubai as well to chill out for a couple of weeks. Do you know what? You know, I think that I think that's the least the club can do. <laughs> that's the least the club can do. You know, let you know, give, give, give me some, give me some warm. Sort of like fan training in, in the in, in the in the Bahamas. Oh, like, do you know what? I'm going to suggest that. Do you reckon yeah. I'll get anywhere? With you it? never know. Like no. Don't ask. You don't I get like you. That idea. I like that idea. Can you be my agent, Rick? I like. That I try idea. it. I try. Ian, it's been such a pleasure having you back on the show. Thanks so much for coming back, on. we loved it. Yeah, welcome. Thanks, boys. You're and, a star. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to meet Darren. You're a you're a top man, mate. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, listen, I'll, I'll try and get a word and get you to uh, to be Sonny's rub down boy. <laughs> Go on, I'm not sure. You like that, Ian? What do you reckon? Rub down, boy. Um, 
I don't know about a rub down, boy. That's got that's got connotations of all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, thank you ever such so coming on the show. It's not making your debut. What a debut it's been. Been brilliant. Thank you so much, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the run continues. Fingers crossed. And Jace, thank you as always. We're back on Thursday for a Love Sports show again, Jace. Yep, should be. Uh, let's, let's hope some of the, re- the uh, listeners give us some topics to cover because we won't have a game to go through on on Thursday night. So uh, get in touch with us and let yes. us know what you want to discuss on on Thursday, boys. Yeah, feel free, guys, out there. If you're going to listen to us on Love Sports, I know you guys doing your droves for Thursday show. Give us some topics you want to discuss, and we'll chuck them in on the show. Obviously, we're going to cover Leicester to come at the weekend, but yeah, by all means, it's a two-hour show. So you tell us what you want us to debate. Give us a call. We'll talk about it, and we'll look forward to it. Been a pleasure, this show. Jace, thank you as always for coming on. No problem, mate. No problem at all. Lovely. Well, listen, enjoy this show, guys. We'll be back on Love Sport Radio on Thursday night, taking all your questions, having lots of debate. Chris Cowling's back with us. Great to have Chris back on the show. He's going to be discussing, hopefully, his latest visits to the new White Hart Lane. Check out his videos if you haven't seen them. A wonderful video on there. Until then, as always, up the Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.